Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Charged Up Studio listeners, I'm so glad to have you back here once again with us. This is Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. And today we have a very exciting guest on our program that has helped more than 1,500 CEOs in 33 different countries. He sits on the board of the Evolutionary Business Council and Organization with more than 350 global transformational leaders, with a combined reach of well over 600 million people. And if that's not enough, in the early 2017, he launched his international foundation, Wisdom for Kids, and he has helped more than 1,000 underprivileged kids in Latin America become entrepreneurs using their local resources. Truly a man after my own heart. Let's welcome to Charged Up Studio, Mr. Angel Rebo. Thank you. Thank you so much for such a warm introduction, Dana. I really, I really appreciate you. And thank you, everybody, who's listening to us today. No, definitely. I say you're truly a man after my own heart because I am right now putting together an initiative where we've got to get entrepreneurial training into our middle schools here and start these kids on that, that journey to um, problem solving and, and being able to support themselves because they're not going to be able to rely on corporate America much longer. Absolutely. You know? so, yeah. 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 I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I mean, entrepreneurship is that thing that sometimes you, you know, you end up doing, you know, because of an accident or because you don't have any other option and it shouldn't be like that. We have yeah. this innate Ability, and I see that with the kids in Latin America all the time, regardless of your social origin, you have this innate ability to be able to create things. And yes. that includes delivering the value that you have around you as a, as a form of product or service to the community that is also around you. So we, we, we make a, a very strong effort on emphasizing the local resources. We all have resources. Yeah, We all have resources, but we, we don't know really that we have them and we don't know really how to put them at service to generate value and wealth to the community. So congratulations for what you're doing already. Yeah. Uh, that, no. yeah. In fact, there was just an article that just came through my desk. Um, hold on one second and I'll tell you what it was. Uh, it's from Armstrong, Armstrong Economics Research. Okay, and they talk about education is in a state of absolute crisis. Oh my God. I just got it through email. I mean, honestly, I, I couldn't agree more. 
I, I couldn't agree more, yeah. Totally. Initially, it says it is time to pull the kids out of any college that is demanding vaccines and imposing punitive fines. Yeah, there's, a, there's as you know, we live in a, in a world of, uh, how to say this, because I'm, I'm, as you know, the same as you, you do this because you really want to help people. Oh, yeah. Right? You, you, definitely. You want to bring different perspectives to the world through this initiative, through this podcast, right? So um, we always, I mean, we, we really genuinely want to help people. And we know that not everybody sees the world the same way we do. Right. And, you know, as you know, also, we are being divided consistently. Like we are trying to be pulled either to this place or to the anti-this place all the time, right. all over the place. And that's not correct because you know what? I continue to go to the same grocery store. I continue to say hello to the same neighbor every single morning. I continue to go and, you know, and play soccer with the same family or, you know, that I used to play soccer before. And regardless of where they are right now, regarding this whole situation, because you, you mentioned the injection right now, regardless of where they are, you still say hello. You still, you know, you still are there for them. And you, you don't ask them the first thing when you sh shake your hands or when you say hello, when you hug them. The first thing you do is not asking them, hey, where do you stand as far as this subject matter? No, because you have, you have liked them. You have loved them. You have appreciated them for years, right? Or for months. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that we are allowing ourselves to be pulled in one direction or to another, where in reality, innately, we love our neighbors. We love everybody in the schools, regardless of what we are forced to do in the schools. You know, and I am very involved in the school system here in Plano, Texas. Actually, uh, I'm originally from Spain, but I moved from Mexico to here 10 years ago. And the reason why I moved is because of the school district. And, and right now, and I'm very involved in the school district, very involved. So I'm, I'm actually part of a, a leadership program inside the school for, uh, and I, and I, I want to be there because I want to be the beacon of there's so many more things we can do, right? So regardless of where we stand, do not allow ourselves to contradict the innate love and willingness to help each other, willingness to make our community better, to make our city better, to make our, uh, you know, our, our country better. <laughs> not only that, this podcast is, is to focus on international <laughs> business, you know, and when you think about it with COVID, what has happened is our boundaries have exploded because now we are virtual just about everywhere. And so therefore we're not restricted to just local. We do, we can go in internationally and you are an expert at this. So let's talk a little bit about international. I don't want to say expansion because it's not necessarily just expansion. It's mm -hmm. international business relations. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe in initially, let me tell you how I ended up what I do today, right? Because right. I, I mean, I am originally from a, a, a place called Lleida, which is close to Barcelona. It's one hour away from Barcelona. And I was very blessed because although... You know, my mom and dad, they didn't have any university degrees, you know, college degrees. But they decided when I was in fourth grade that I had to learn French in school and English in an, you know, as, as an extracurricular activity. And that was really what took me to do what I'm doing today. 
So fast forward, it was already like the first, the last year in, 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 in uh, high school, I was able to speak fluent English, fluent French. I went to college. I became the president of an international exchange, association of exchange uh, for students, technical students. And I was always living in that environment of con getting connected with other people from other countries. And actually, it's funny because my main degree was computer engineering. And uh, I kind of really literally dragged myself from the second semester up until the end of my degree because I really didn't like it. Because I, I realized that I was more like a people's person than a, you know, like a machine person. But the first job I got when I got out of college was actually working in the international relations uh, department of the rector, which would be the president of the university that I studied at, F funny enough. So I got a, let's say, a PR slash marketing slash sales role in the same college I had studied. Uh, so because of my language skills and because I realized that I'm good for, you know, personal relationships, you know, and, you know, then in the 90s, uh, I decided to leave Spain, go to live in the UK. Before that, when, while I was in college, I had like three times I stayed in for long periods of time on different countries with internships, uh, both in companies and, and in universities. So my entire life has been international. I, I was I was, you know, I lived in eight different countries and I conducted business in 33 different countries. And if I had to say something, and again, that's why separation and division doesn't work, doesn't sit well with me. And you would say, Angel, well, you've, you've been in so many countries. They, live, they, they probably speak different languages and they have different cultures, blah, blah, blah. Regardless, every time I go to a new country, guess what? Everybody tries to be genuinely a loving, caring human being that can connect with you. To either do business or maybe to serve me or I have to serve them somehow. So this, there's this common denominator in the world that we all as human beings genuinely look the same thing. And it's not division and it's not fight and it's not fear and it's not anxiety. It's love and care and willing to serve and willing to do, to, 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 to be good with one another, to resonate with one another. Exactly. You know, that's, the, that's the reality of the world. So when you mention exactly, not, not only like expansion, but relationships. And, you know, at the end of the day, languages, and I speak five languages, five la the languages allow me to just, you know, put this additional like, you know, grease in that mechanism of, you know, connecting with them. That allows me to probably like shorten the path to, you know, uh, being more familiar and establishing closer relationships much faster. But it has not always been easy. I, I still remember to this day, Dana, that my, when I left Spain, I went to London to work for this American company. Uh, at some point, I was being very successful uh, calling to Spanish-speaking and French-speaking language, uh, language uh, countries in Europe. I was in, as an inside sales uh, leader. My boss came, an American guy living in London, and told me, hey, we want you to call Germany. What? Yeah, we want you to call German accounts. I don't speak German. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, I think it does. Well, okay, so here you have me, right? And Germans are not necessarily the people that speak more English in the world, right? But anyway, <laughs> stepped up to the challenge. And my main goal was not to really to sell. My, re my real goal when I was speaking with my 10 to 20 words in German, and they would be the same thing, right? 
with me with the 10 or 20 words in, in English. The only goal of that conversation was to establish some sort of relationship that would allow us to move that conversation forward. Me to send some white papers, some documentation, some links to a website, something, or maybe to go to someone else in the organization. So, so my question is, if I was able to establish relationships with people speaking a different language, what cannot we do as human beings when we most of the time relate to one another speaking the same language or similar languages? Right. Is it, yeah, that's why division, division is artificial. Yeah. Division is and not that, natural. <laughs> and that's exactly it. You know, I spent uh, about three years, three and a half years back and forth down in Brazil, you know, and um, I didn't know the language. I wasn't fluent in the language. I did have representatives down there that were multilingual, but ultimately the relationship was with me, you know, and um, they had to feel comfortable with me. What I found dealing in an international environment is, first of all, they accepted me right off the bat. Now, Brazil being the country that it is, it took a lot longer to deal with, you know, uh, you know, get to get to the sale per se, took a lot longer, which, you know, was frustrating, but that's their culture. You know, as you said, you know, it's not just culture, but culture is a big part. You worked in 33 different countries. Okay. What have you found that is different in the world? compared to how we are here in the U.S., in how we are, our relationships in business um, um, are, have you found any differences? Yes, I would say that even, even in, I lived in Latin America personally for 10 years, and I would say that, and I've, I've been here in Texas already now for almost 11 years, and I would say that even, even countries that speak the same language, they, they have or they can have completely different cultures, completely different values and principles that they run by, references that they, buy, that they run by and they, they live up to, right? So probably I would say that uh, I would, and any single country that has a different language that has some sort of boundaries around them, they are going to have their own way of reacting, they want their, their own way to consider certain things more valuable than others, uh, and they're going to have the way of conducting business in, in a different way. You mentioned Brazil, obviously, is the number one like economic power in Latin America, right? Also, people may not, don't know this, but, but well, you know it very well, but it's very difficult to actually conduct business in Brazil. It's not easy. And even speaking the same language, I remember going to with this, you know, with those missions of, you know, country, country-led like missions of different companies. Brazil is one of the most complicated countries in the world to conduct business in. But when you start developing these personal relationships with people and you are able to understand those cultural differences, then you're able to start building that solid foundation. I would say that number one, and that's obviously, I think that in life, even with our, in our personal life, not only in our business life, we are always negotiating something, Dana. Always, we are we are negotiating. Always, with our, with our kids, with everything, we are exactly. Yes. We we are negotiating, right? And I think that there's these like preset you know, conditions that, for me, are the name of those preset conditions of every country I go to are called culture. 
right? For me, it's this set of conditions that are most of the time implicit in the conversations and in their behavior that the faster you are able to understand and to adapt and to learn from, the better. That's why I developed a skill, if I can say a skill, I developed it because I was forced to do it when I started to work internationally, is that every time I go somewhere, regardless of the reason why I go to a place, I talk to everybody. I talk to the guy that takes my luggage in the airport. I, take, I talk to the taxi driver. I talk to the any waiter, any hostess. I talk to everybody everywhere I go because I want to understand things. And I want to, you know, I start right. a conversation. Right. And you realize that with a smile on your face and with an open heart, there's nothing, there's not enough, there's not an enough high, you know, hurdle that you cannot jump over. That doesn't exist. There's a, my, my, my mom in Spain, she's a teacher. And there's this saying that has always been with me for my entire life, which is, you know, good manner and education opens main doors. Many doors. Opens, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, that has always been with me. So, you know, if you are, a, you know, you have good manners and you are flexible and you are respectful, you know, and you are able to probably read a little bit more of this nonverbal communication. Exactly. I think that th- those things, those two, three things help you tremendously to go to a new country, to go to a new place and to start interacting with the people in that country, right. in that culture, to start learning from them and eventually initiate both you know personal relationships and negotiations and right. business transactions right right and but right. it's 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 this and and you asked me about you know how do you compare this with america um i think that america has a that's a and obviously i consider myself american and i love this country and my kids love this country obviously uh-huh. i consider that we do a bad job explaining to the rest of the world who we really are I really think so. And the, rest, this... and the rest of the world has its own impression exactly. of who we are. Exactly. And good or bad. And, and, you know, it really boils down to respect. Okay. Exactly. That's what it boils down to. If I'm going over to, you know, Brazil or Europe or whatever, the respect I show is for their culture and their people. Um, it's, you know, it may not, I may not agree with how things are handled or whatever, but by respecting their, their culture, okay, is how I do business. And this includes on a virtual basis, you know, this, this includes if we're going to be dealing virtually, but the same goes for here. You know, I have a lot of companies from down in Brazil that I had created relationships down there. And they're now coming here to open up divisions and, and whatever. And the first thing I tell them is, okay, understand you're not in Brazil anymore. You're now in the U.S. And you need to respect our laws and things like that. You know, um, so, yeah, even when we're dealing in a virtual environment, it's important to understand who you're dealing with. Right? I agree. And th- that's why... And I was having a conversation, I think it was like six, seven months ago with a senior VP for sales of a large medical devices organization. And he was telling me, hey, Angel, two or three of my most important, like higher achiever 
sales reps, they have left the company because right now they had to sell virtually. They couldn't shake hands. They couldn't be in the same office. They couldn't go, you know, and face to face be at the same uh, location while trying to close some deals or starting a sales process, right? Right. What I'm trying to say is that regardless, obviously, number one, you have to learn how to do mm-hmm. the same things mm-hmm. that you used to do before virtually, right? But there's still this, you know, again, I mentioned that briefly before, which is verbal, non-verbal communication. There's a lot of things that you see on the screen even before you start talking. Right. And you see how the other person, you know, comes their hair or come their hair or, 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 or their, their, you know, the glasses, the spectacles that they might be wearing or, or, the, or the clothes, how they move, you know, what, what's the gestures, all those things are now more relevant. Yeah, you can comment on, you know, just like when we first started, you made a comment about the red, you know, and the background. That's where you start those those relationships with. That's where you start easing yourself in. Exactly, exactly. And and then you you mentioned respect, exactly. And and you build respect and you build the trust that you want to, to start working on those relationships, both at the personal company level or business level, from from respect, as you said very well. I mean, when you when they when they, when they see the in depth respect that you have for their for them, for their culture, for their habits, for their principles and values. And as you know, I mean, Brazil is a great example because also, yeah. I mean, you can go and as you know, Brazil. I mean, they like to have fun. Let's say that, right? I mean, and, and there's no Brazilian that's gonna deny that they love to have fun. They have and fun, fun yeah. and they like to have fun in many different ways, right? right that we don't necessarily share the same values in the ways that they have fun. But still, you know, we have to respect them. And having fun is fun, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, so, and this is, this is what I found, you know, going down there is, you know, yes, they enjoy having fun. They are great visionaries, great mm-hmm. visionaries. Their number one downfall is they're terrible planners. Mm-hmm. You know, they yep. have a vision and they just jump in and they yep. don't plan a strategy for how they're going to achieve what they want to do. And so therefore, when I started down there and I was working with Brazilian companies and American companies, that was a hurdle. That was something we had to get get through. So it was a give and take relationship when you're working, when an American company is working with a Brazilian company and the processes that they implement are different. You know, here in America, we thoroughly go in when we're getting ready to build something or, you know, or design something, you've got a process that you go through and making sure that if there's, there's not going to be any interruptions or problems, Whereas down in Brazil, you know, they come up with the vision, the design and everything else, but they haven't taken into consideration the construction of that design. You know, so those are the things that when you're dealing internationally, especially when you're de- crossing cultural boundaries, you, you have to work together. But that respect aspect comes in. That's where that respect aspect is so important. Exactly. And uh, you, you actually you're setting the stage perfectly for, for a, what I was going to say, which is you just described a cultural difference, which in reality represented for you an opportunity. 
right? Yeah. It represented for you an opportunity to strengthen an area for a specific company that was probably going to fail because of that blind spot, right? right? And and this, you know, this like uh, this statement that we all make, right? That we don't know what we don't know. Yes. So that's the beauty of expanding internationally. The beauty of expanding internationally is that you are able to see things that the locals don't see just because they don't have the right frame frame of, of reference. Right. And when I say right, I, I don't mean that they don't, they don't have the right frame of reference from for themselves, but they don't see other things that are available right. in the world that might be able to help them. And that's the beauty. You know, sometimes when I say, you know, my mantra is, you know, I help both corporate CEOs and established entrepreneurs to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure as a way to accelerate the growth of their businesses. And when I say that, accelerate the growth of their businesses, people say, but with all the nuisance, you know, all the nuances of going to another country and doing so many things, as you know, you were going to that country, but before you were able to go to that country, there were some HR, you know, uh, HR policy assessment that had to be done, some legal assessment that had to be done, some import export, right? Some, there were so many things that had to be done before you were able to conduct business, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's, that's the beauty. Those differences and those blind spots represent an opportunity for us coming from outside that we have been able to live in that area before in that space and we see what, how we can benefit that. That's the opportunity. That's the beauty. That's yeah. why we can accelerate the growth of businesses. And that's exactly, that's, those are important things to point out. Because before I went down to Brazil, you know, I had never dealt internationally before. And so I looked to, I looked to the um, U.S. Commercial Services to take me into Brazil on one of their outbound missions. And what I found down there is where my thought process started going because they had recently had the Pan Am games down there. And I was coming up on the, um, the 2014 FIFA games and the 2016 Summer Olympic games. So I looked at the Pan Am games and what they had built, the venues that they had built down there, and they were all concrete mon- monstrosities, okay? And they were completely overgrown. So obviously they served one purpose and that was only for the Pan Am games, whereas they could have been multi-purposed. Again, that comes to the planning stages. So when we started moving forward and I started working with Brazilian and American companies together, we started introducing methodologies and systems and everything that would allow them to not make that same mistake again. You know, we introduced, you know, steel construction, you know, and things like that. Um, That's important if you're going to deal internationally to get a feel for the country that you're moving into. And that's where these assessments come in. If you can spend some time in there, that's great, you know, to be able to do that. Uh, I spent a whole year down there between Rio and Sao Paulo and, you know, and, um, What's the one with the, the Pod de Queso down there? Um, was it Minas North Gerais. or South? Minas Gerais. Oh, Minas Gerais. Okay, okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> beautiful place. Sometimes I've never been there. Just but kind of escape me. Oh, no, no, no. But it's a beautiful place. I've never been there, but it's a beautiful yeah. place. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, you know, that's important in the, in the international expansion. If you're going to deal internationally, get to know the culture. Get to know the country. 
not only their 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 faults, but also what are their their strengths? Because you want to play up those strengths and help them overcome those faults. Exactly. And obviously yeah. it takes time, you know, and, and, and you have to be ready to do that. And, and you have to, um, you have to have obviously the, 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 the profitability levels and you have to have the cash flow, the free cash flow ne- necessary to do that, obviously, otherwise you're going to fail. So you have to plan right. again, it, it's planning, planning, planning. Right. Right. And it's funny how, uh, because I keep on, you know, I keep connected with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Latin American countries because of the work I do. And something that has, interestingly enough, and you probably have heard of this too, is that a lot of Americans have actually temporarily relocated to Latin American countries for the last 15 months, right? Really? So they, they, yeah, yeah, that has happened. So there's communities in many different countries in Latin America that have been receiving, you know, um, uh, expatriates like to, 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 that they wanted to spend some more time. They wanted to, you know, leave uh, countries where maybe, well, there's Americans, but there's also people from other countries that were, were, uh, you know, had more restrictions in their, in their movements and in their, in their own countries. So there's been, I think that the internationalization of the world is only going to increase. It's only going to increase. So uh, regardless of, you know, trying to, make sure that our you know children learn foreign languages so they feel comfortable and they're able to have a, a relationship with the, with the people in those countries where they go and stay for vacation or for extended you know terms right. but i think it's uh, it's really important that we we keep on thinking that global going global globality it's only going to increase it's only going to increase it's, it's going it to be is. more and more often that it we is. will have to think We'll have to think, okay, so we're doing this here. What if, you know, what, how can we take this globally? How can we take, who could benefit from this besides our local market, our local backyard, like American market, who else can, who else can benefit from this? Let's try to adapt this to the new, you know, if it's an app, let's say, or if it's a coaching practice, how can we license this? How can we adapt this to the legal, economic, financial, you know, reality of that other country? Uh, so that, that that's, I mean, uh, virtual is good, uh-huh. uh, but at the same time, as you know, we will eventually go back to traveling a lot, and uh, the hospitality industry is predicting that probably until until the end of 2022 or 2023, the levels of uh, you know hotel occupancy is going to be the same one as before. Yeah. So we st- we still have you know time to prepare, but again. We are going back to global. I mean, we, we will more and more often uh, have, be in that position in which we will have to, you know, attract resources or, or think of using our products and services to serve people in other, in other uh, regions. Right. So um, when we talk about companies, and, and in this case, I'm talking about small um, mm-hmm. micro companies, okay? Yep who may not be in a position right now or be thinking about going internationally, even though they are or expanding Mm -hmm. their boundaries. Because when we start talking about cultural differences and communication styles and things like that, it doesn't even have to go outside the U.S. I mean, just here in Florida, there is a difference between North up in Tallahassee or Jacksonville and Miami. You know, there's different cultural and, and communication styles. So, now that we're virtual, 
you know, expansion geographically is, a, a, it's, it's a known thing. It's, it's happening. Now, if we're going to do this internationally, would you recommend that these companies, if they're looking to do that, to be talking to an expert like yourself um, about what the process should be or what they should be expecting? Because when I went down to Brazil, I was told immediately and I learned that I should get a representative down in Brazil who understood the Brazilian laws, understood the Brazilian way of doing things, et cetera. And I did. I ended up with four people down there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts as far as uh, reaching out for expert advice? Yes, uh, that, that, that's a great point. As I said before, um, Brazil is obviously, it's a strong economy. It's a large economy. Uh, I, I forgot how many hundreds of millions of uh, Brazilians there are, but uh, um, it's, it's complicated to conduct business, but every country is complicated, right? Every yeah. country has their own ways of conducting business and the legality is different and the, and the economic uh, framework is different. So that's why um, instead of trying to, you know, fail forward, when you're going internationally, it's very important that you are able to see or to talk or to understand those things much better and ahead of time before you end up starting conversations with the local people. I couldn't right. agree more. Yeah. I mean, the people can be local or not. It doesn't matter. But the thing is that, and that's why, that's, that's why my relationships are so important. My most important asset in my business is the relationships I was able to create since the 90s in all those countries I conducted business with. It's not mm -hmm. even the deals I closed. It's, it's the clients. It's the partners. It's the friends. Yeah. It's, it's the potential. You know, if you want to go to Brazil, who is a trustworthy, you know, uh, economically feasible accounting firm that can yeah. help me with me being like a small business, right? It's not the same being a large corporation like being a small business that you want to go to Brazil, but you still need a CPA, you know, you mm -hmm. still need a legal advisor. You still need an HR advisor. You still need all those people. So you need, it takes, you, you need, you need a, you need a certified translator. Exactly. You need if you're going to get in any kind of contractual information or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and depending on what you do, right. You will have to localize your products and your services, right? If it's your product, you might have to obviously organize focus groups, to adapt your product, if it's services, you will have to go through what's the requirements here. What does the law say? Say what does what are the certifications that right. your products or services have to go through? And that's exactly, exactly that's exactly what we provide. So whenever right. someone calls me and tells me, "Hey, we would like to do business in that place," I immediately know who to talk to in that place to start a three-way conversation about how to get there. And you said it very well. Again, not everybody that wants to do it is ready to do it. So I think it's important. And, and again, you mentioned a fantastic word, which is planning, right? So, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. if you are able to plan ahead of time and you're, you start having those conversations, so you know, okay, so I'm going to need this. That's, that's the financial cushion. This is the amount of free cash flow I need for my business to be able to start having, let's say, my first attempt to go into that particular region. And exactly. I mean, and going internationally, you cannot do that. I, I'm going to try for three months. That's not how it works. <laughs> if you have the cash flow for three months, six months, you need at least one year. If you're going yes. to invest, if you're going to go to a country, a specific country, you have to have in place already a budget for at least at least one year. 
be very open, you know, uh, make sure that you understand who can help you right. to, to earn, you know, to save time so you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time, right? I'm sure now, Dana, imagine that right now you were hired by someone and you had to kind of repeat the same thing you did. How faster could you go now to Brazil as opposed to what you, what, you know, the speed or the time it took to you, you know, the first time you did it, right? Yeah. No, right absolutely. now, if you sat down, exactly. You sat down even with a potential new vendor in Brazil. Oh my God. You would immediately know, okay, this is good. This is bad. It is good. It is bad. It's like you yeah. know, the triage, you know, the, the selection process would be wow fast, right? So it's the same thing. That's exactly what the advisors would be, you know, the, the guys like us that we have the experience we can do. We go there and we know exactly who to talk to because we have right. developed those trustworthy relationships that will save you time and money. That's true. That's true. And plus we have um, local uh, organizations here that will help you, uh, you know, such as the U.S. commercial services, such as, you know, some of your international trade organizations here. Exactly. Um, so, you know, definitely check those out. So we're coming up on the end of another episode of Charged Up Studio. Angel, do you have any last minute tips to impart to our listeners? Yes. The most important thing I would like to share with the audience is my, it's like my business mantra. Uh, I share this both with corporations and with entrepreneurs. Because um, I think that most of the time when we try to go internationally or to, we're thinking about how can I accelerate the growth of my business? There's so many things in front of you that, that those challenges, you know, new initiatives, they all overwhelm us. Right. My, fame, my, 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 my most important piece of advice I would like to give everybody is that it's very important to take imperfect action now. Take imperfect action now. And it, it can be as simple as, okay, if you want to go international to a specific country, why don't you take a vacation to that place? Why don't you exactly. go to that? I mean, why don't you go to Rio, to Brasilia, you go to Sao Paulo, you go into so many destinations. Just we're talking about Brazil today, right? Right. And you just you just grasp what the people behave like. You know, you, you just see uh, the, the market, you see the people, you see the country, you go to the airport, you know, you take the those those Uber drivers, right? You take your your those right. taxis and, and you see that. So taking imperfect action can actually get you into a place where you are very much already ahead of anybody else to do something. Very often we are overwhelmed about, you know, thinking about the issues that we might have and challenges and we never take the first steps, but there's something called the soft step, you know, there's something yeah. that it's called baby step. So yeah. taking imperfect action now can allow you to see further into the horizon with opportunities that your business can have. And that doesn't have to cost you, you know, a leg. Well, say, I mean, you're going to go on vacation anyway. But the other thing is, is while you're down there vacationing, doesn't mean you can't talk to the locals or talk to, like you said, the Uber driver or whatever, you know, and ask them specific questions because they're going to, you know, anytime my husband and I go out, you know, internationally to vacation, you know, first thing my husband asks them is, where do the locals eat? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I don't want tourist places. You know, I want to know where the locals go. Exactly. And that's how you get a, a true flavor of where you're, where you're expanding to. So exactly. how can people get a hold of you, Angel, if they have other questions or Thank you. anything? 
Yeah, first of all, I'm very active online. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, it's, it's where I interact with most of my audience. I have, you know, 80.7% of, uh, of my, you know, almost 30,000 connections are C-level executives. That's where I interact with them. So you can go to LinkedIn and look for my name, Angel Rebo. Rebo spelled like R-I, B as in boy, O for the ones that are listening to the podcast. Uh, go there. I'm, I'm going to give you my direct email address. Um, both myself and my team, you know, we'll make sure that we respond to all the messages. It's very easy. It's angel, A-N-G-E-L, at angel Rebo altogether, A-N-G-E-L-R-I-B as in boy, O.com. And it will be a pleasure, obviously, to, to, to be able to help you, to just give you some, some light about what it entails to go internationally and to accelerate the, the growth of your businesses with international uh, strategies. Definitely, definitely. So that's it, guys. I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure to leave a review on whatever podcast delivery platform you're on today. Or you can go to Charged Up Studios' Facebook page and leave a review there. If you want to learn more about different topics with associated with growing a successful business, please visit our online learning system or platform called marketatomy.academy. I look forward to taking you, talking with you again next week for another exciting episode where small businesses get charged up for success. Until next week, bye. And you can always reach us at info at chargedupstudio.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and contribute to our platform on Patreon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.